Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with your host, Ernest James. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or, again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Then check out Deal to Heal Teas. Without inspirational teas, you're sure to find something to inspire you. That's dealtoheelteas.com. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.com. Again, that's dealtoheelteas.com. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is healed, whole, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, Make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all of our uh, social media platforms and all of your podcast listening platforms. Uh, definitely on our YouTube channel. We want you guys to check us out. And also, check out our partner podcast, which is the Girl Dad Discussions podcast with myself, E. James, on our same YouTube channel. We actually share a YouTube channel. So if you look up Deal to Heal uh, with E. James podcast, under that, you will see the playlist for the Deal to Heal podcast as well as the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. So we definitely want you guys to check that out. Also, 
I want to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. But you got to stay until the end in order to get that information. So stay to the end of the episode so you get the information to find out where you can find, uh, where you can get $100 from the podcast. Also, our product of the week. Our product of the week uh, this week, actually, as you guys know, we are a self-sustained podcast. And the way that we stay on the air and do the things we need to do is by bringing you guys amazing products uh, that you can purchase in order to help us out. So our uh, product of the week this week is our ebook that we have called The Four Core, if you can see it here. The Four Core, which is the four core values that every daughter should get. Uh, from her father. Again, that can be found at ebooks by ejames.com. That's the four core ebook, the four core values that every daughter should get from her father. Also, make sure you're also checking us out on our other website, which is our dealhealfulfill.org, which is our main website. That's dealhealfulfill.org. Also, our deal to our deal to heal tees, which are is is our inspirational t-shirt line. That's deal the number two heal tees.com as well as ebooks by ejames.com. Make sure you guys are following us uh there and on all of our um places. All right, so let's just jump right into it today. Just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Miss Walker. How are you doing? Hey, I am doing amazing right after holiday season, but also preparing for a big birthday for this little one here. So overall, I'm doing blessed. Thank you so much for offering me this opportunity to be on your podcast. I feel delighted to be here and I can't wait to jump into this conversation. No problem. No problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else with anyone else, <laughs> but you're here with us. And I should say uh, Miss Walker and company because we definitely have company here uh, for those of you. For those of you who are watching the podcast, you see, but for those that are listening, we are also joined by the new addition uh, to the Walker family. <laughs> and hopefully uh, uh, he'll remain quiet and, and, and while we have this conversation, but I'm sure he'll make himself known as we go. Uh, <laughs> so real quick, um, do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners. Tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do. Okay, my name is Jemiah Walker. I'm a licensed master social worker in the state of Cal in the state of Texas, but I currently live in California. I am a two-time author. I am a poet slash book of word artist, and I am the CEO and founder of Daddy's Daughter Incorporated, which is an organization that helps young women and women in general overcome the mental, emotional, and spiritual impact that absent fathers have on them through seminars, creative writing, um, poetry, and any form of media that they like, in addition to therapy. All right, all right. Definitely a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but as, as we were sharing uh, before we started recording, uh, I was sharing with you that it's kind of been a, a long time coming for me for us to have this conversation. Uh, for those who's been following the podcast for a while, you guys know the story of how I started even into the podcast space with the Friends of Fatherless Daughters page on Instagram. And then I was uh, offered uh, or asked to be on several podcasts uh, to talk about the Fatherless Daughters space. And that's kind of where I started. Mm -hmm. Well, when I started, there were a few, a few 
uh, other accounts that I watched uh, that was dealing with fatherless daughters at that time. And yours was one of the first ones that I seen. And so I definitely was have been kind of following you over the years. But I remember my first encounter with you um, was a poem. And I, I believe it was it was written uh, to Jason, who is I, I'll say your stepdad, yes. right? I'll use those terms. Um, and that's where I came across you at. But I'm sure there was a whole story before that. So kind of tell us a little bit about your story of even how it got to that point, you know, to even because I think even when I came across the poem, if I were even was a couple years later when I came across it uh, on Instagram and, and of course seen it on, on YouTube. But let's go back a little bit and just tell us, tell us a little bit about that experience that even led up to the poem and how the poem is like still you know, going viral today, Yes, years later. Okay, so I consider myself a daddy's daughter twice over, meaning that my biological father was not an active father in my life. He did not, he missed my birth. He's not on my birth certificate at all. I'm in the midst of my mom being pregnant. She was kind of at the crossroads because she was 19 and she did find out after the fact that my biological father was married. Um, and I would be her second child and he, I would be his first child. And during the time she didn't think that she would be able to go through with the pregnancy. She came across a man named Jason Walker and he fell in love with her at love at first sight. And not only did he fall in love with her, he fell in love with me. She said, you know, I'm pregnant. And he was like, what does that mean? I don't really care. That is my baby. I know that I did not conceive that child, but he didn't miss a doctor's appointment. He didn't miss my birth. And he was in my life every day of my life until he was murdered um, March 26, 2010, as he was coming to get me from school. Both of my fathers, my biological father and the man who I identify as my father, were in the drug game in California. And my father was murdered. Um, I didn't know how to cope. I was very angry. A lot of people thought that I would be out of control, that I would be fast because her dad's not here and she doesn't have that form of protection. And I have always been one of those people that says, who are you talking to? Everything negative you say about me, I'm going to flip it to make it a positive. So I did not really like going to therapy because I did not like the traditional therapy techniques that they give people when they're going through grief counseling. Because to me, I'm black. I'm a daddyless daughter. People already expect me to be fatherless. And on top of that, my father was a drug dealer. So there's certain things that I want to disclose that I have experienced, that I have witnessed, that I didn't feel comfortable sharing with my therapist, that I stopped going and I turned to poetry. And You Speaks is a very known... Um, spoken word platform where kids go and they they compete to get on the team and everybody does metaphor poems or poems that kind of like grip the crowd but I use that as my diary and I feel like I was one of those people that I got up there and put all of my business on stage in San Francisco in an opera stadium and it was about 15,000 people in there and I left everything that I had bottled up on the mic. And I ended up making the Bay Area team and traveling to Atlanta to perform. And even then I joined a program called Raw Talent, which stands for Richmond Artists with Talent. And every week we used to just write poems. And I would only write about my father's daughter experience and just the pain of having a dad that lives five minutes from me that has, I have his entire face. If you see my dad, Ernest, you would be like, yep, that's Jemai's biological father. That's how much we look alike, but we have no connection. Then the man who I love, who I adore, who just treated me like the apple of his eye was murdered. So it's like I have father wounds from two different angles and I'm only one person trying to cope. 
I went off to school. I went to the Prairie View A&M University. Um, and I started an organization called Daddyless Daughters Incorporated because I always had a dream of creating a safe place for girls like me who are daddyless and people count them out. And I don't have to be a statistic. I don't have to be a teen mom. I don't have to be addicted to drugs. I don't have to end up in an abusive relationship. I don't have to be the father's daughter syndrome. But I feel like there's so many things that are stacked against me as a woman, not only because I'm black, but because I'm a daddyless daughter that I have to fight. And I didn't feel like this fight was just for me. I feel like this fight was for everybody else. So I use my story as just a building block to show girls like you can turn your pain into power and this is how you do it. I went on to be the first person in my family to go to college and graduate. I'm the first person with a master's degree. I'm the only therapist in my family. I'm the only author in my family. I wrote two books before I was 25 years old and they're both published. And all of it was because I just wanted other daddyless daughters to feel seen. I wanted them to feel heard and I wanted them to know they're not alone. And you do not have to go to traditional therapy and talk about your feelings and have somebody say, you know, count down from 10. It's like, countdown from 10, my father has been shot at multiple times. They've held a gun to my father's head and it jammed one time and then they did it the next time my father's gone. Like, how do you really cope with that as a young girl? And I think that I'm already outspoken. I already say how I feel. Why not use my voice to uncover my own wounds and heal somebody else's? Yeah, I think that's I think that's amazing. I definitely want to get into talk about the books a little bit. But before we, we talk about the books, I want to, I want to talk about just uh, talk about Jason a little bit, right? Because uh, as myself, being a girl dad, right? Not only am I a, I'm a girl dad, I'm also a stepdad, mm-hmm. right? And and I know the challenges of uh, being a step parent, right? And and you don't have to be married to be a step parent, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you are willing to stand in that space. And this is even one of the things that I share um, when I'm talking to uh, fatherless daughters or talking in, in the fatherless space, whether it's father to sons or daughters, I talk about uh, the male mentor, right? Like, they don't have to necessarily have to be a, a father, you know, it don't necessarily have to be a stepdad, but any man that is willing to stand up in that space to fill that father void, you know, and to and, and, uh, impress upon you and, and be involved in your life. And so one of the things that I definitely like to give uh, props to is the step there, not just because I'm one, but because I know the, the complications that goes with it, you know, for raising a child that's not biologically yours and for loving that child as much as you do, still knowing that one day you're going to hear those famous words, you're not my dad. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a part of every situation. At one point you're going to hear it, but still having to stand up in that space and love nonetheless. Um, and so for those of us who do that, you know, I like to champion them. You know, and so uh, just in your own words, you know, how important and impactful was Jason in your life, even as a stepdad, especially to know that when he got with your mom, she was already impregnated with you and you're already on the way. And he's like, hey, I don't care. I'm claiming her. She's mine from here on out. And I just think that is an amazing story by itself. So just how impactful was Jason to you uh, just personally as a as a daughter? to be the, the daughter of a of man who chose to love you, you know? I love, I, Jason is my whole entire heart. So anybody that knows me know in my house, it, I'm tattooed on my body. My son's middle name, everything about my son that I want is a reflection of the man who raised me. And him and my mother were not married, but they were together for 13 years up until he was murdered. That's my dad. 
That is Jason Walker. My name is Jemiah Walker. I love him so much to the point that anybody I date knows I'm not changing my last name. I will hyphenate my last name because I don't think any man besides God has ever loved me the way he loved me. Was he perfect? No, my father, both of my fathers were drug dealers. So neither one of the men were perfect, but he healed wounds in me that I had from my biological father that I didn't know exist. I never questioned if my father loved me. I would question if he was coming home at night because I knew the lifestyle that he was living. I told him at five, he would either die or end up in prison. When I turned two weeks before my 13th birthday, he was murdered. So I knew the fate of my father, but that didn't take away from the fact that anything I wanted, whether it was hugs, whether it was affection, whether it was the latest anything, I was spoiled rotten by that man. And never not once did he make me feel like I wasn't his child. And anybody who would refer to me as a step anything, if you've seen the viral video of Kurt Franklin, when he, they was like, that's your stepdaughter? No, that's not my stepdaughter. That's my daughter. And I'll go to war for her. That is how he is for me. And it is very hard to cope even to this day with him not being here. Because when I think of a dad, I don't think of Jamar. Jamar is my biological father, but he's very non-existent to me. That I tell my son, like, you have an angel grandfather. Like, there is nothing that anybody can say. Even my mom to this day. She, you know how moms are. They try to say little slick things about your dad when he's gone. Like, your daddy wasn't all last that Girl, you better be lucky that he dated you. My daddy was fine. She's talking about, don't do too much. Don't. I, said, I would go toe-to-toe with you, lady. I would go toe-to-toe with you behind him. So just like you, any man that steps up to genuinely love a child for them means a lot. Because he could have told my mom, like, yeah, I love you, but that's not my child. I'm not willing to take care of it. Go ahead and get an abortion. And we start a whole new life. But he didn't miss a doctor's appointment. He didn't miss my birth. I lived in the house with him my entire life. That is my dad. And just how your daughter would go to war for you, I would go to war for mine. <laughs> amen. Amen. Shout out to Jason. I definitely wanted to uh, uh, to give him his props uh, in this in this interview. Um so let, let's let's talk a little bit about about the books, right? Um, what was the name of the the first book that you wrote? This first book I wrote is called "Unspoken Words from a Daddyless Daughter: A Diary of a Broken Dream," and that book is a collection of twenty six stories from girls that I work with on a college campus that were older than me, some women that are younger than me, and I wanted to know like. How did you, how do you deal with your father? Wound? How do you deal with the father's daughter syndrome as it pertains to your life? How big of an impact does your dad have on you? Because at Prairie View, for every one boy, when I was there, there were 66 girls. Wow. And a lot of them were daddyless. So if you have a bunch of women who do not understand their identity or their purpose in life, and you have men that are in college having a field day, because for every one of y'all, <laughs> Every one of me is 66 of y'all. So how likely is it that I'm going to get caught cheating? How likely is it that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z? They were having a field day. And I have brothers. I have five brothers. So I always talk to my brothers and I can kind of pick up on guys. So I wanted to interview guys on campus. How do you pick women? How do you entertain them? Like, what is the thought process? Even my male friends, and they always say, daddy little stars are the easiest target because you don't have to do much to impress them. And as a daddy was a daughter, I found that to be very offensive, although I do know it's true because I've went through my phases as a daddy was daughter where I knew that I was staying around for things that I did not deserve. But I needed to bring attention to the girls. So I had a week called Daddy Was Daughter's Week, um, Changing My Destiny, and just had a, a segment called Repent for the Sins of Her Father where I had a male panel and I had girls on there. We're just going to talk. 
So the first book really came from just my experience on, on a college campus and just watching girls either close themselves off because they're afraid of love or open themselves too wide to the wrong person and then becoming a casualty of war. So that book is for anyone who feels like I'm the only person that experiences. I'm the only person that's angry. I'm the only person that was sexually assaulted. I'm the only person who dad left. I'm the only person who watched my mom get beat. You're not the only person. And many of those girls in that book went on to graduate from college um, and start a life for themselves. Some of them did not, but it's just a mix of testimonies from women who allow me into a very sacred place of their life. And I really appreciate every woman in that book because they did not have to tell me their testimonies. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, for me. So as as I started the whole journey with the uh, friends of fatherless daughters, um, I definitely did my share of reading, you know, and connecting with different fatherless daughters who stood up, you know, in that space to speak out. And um, some of those uh, combination books, you know, like you said, with their, you know, everyone sharing their own story was definitely eye opening um, for me. Um, just to see the effects of, you know, the father, whether it's being there or being absent, because it both plays a role, you know, mm-hmm. whichever side that he stands on, it still has an effect on the daughters. And that definitely was uh, eye-opening to me to hear the different stories and the different aspects, uh, even the different types of dads when you yes. talk about fatherless, uh, fatherless dads. Um, I think I was talking to a, a young lady a while back, um, and the way she explained it, uh, I probably can't even remember all of them, but it was a couple of them. It was like the angel dad, the absent dad. Was mm-hmm. that was that yours too? That was me. So I know, <laughs> I a couple, I've heard it before, so I, I don't know what. So I'll yeah. let you explain it. I'll let you explain it. <laughs> so on the daddy's daughter website, because everybody has this idea of what a daddy's daughter is. Like, she doesn't know her dad. Her dad walked out. It's like, you can be in a two-parent household and still be daddyless. So I did a lot of research and I broke down the four ways that a woman can be daddyless or a girl. Anybody, really. You have an angel father. It means your father has moved on to eternal life. Um, Whatever faith you believe in, he's now with a higher power. You have the shadow dad. That is the girl who or boy who has a two-parent household. Their parents are married or together, but you and your dad are like roommates. Y'all have no emotional connection, no spiritual connection. He's there for picture options, but he's not a shoulder to lean on. Y'all don't have the father-daughter relationship where you can say, hey, dad, how should a man treat me? How do I interact with this? How do I respond to this? He's literally just a shadow, somebody that stands behind you for picture purposes. Then you have the revolving door dad. That is the dad that comes in and out of someone's life. It could be because of incarceration, because of unhealthy co-parenting, because of drug addiction is that their relationship is not consistent. So they become a revolving door in a woman's life, which opens her up to experiencing men in revolving doors. Like men can come and go as they please. They just, it's hard for her to set boundaries. It's an emotional roller coaster. Then you have a misplaced father. That means she either does not know her father or her father's not where he's supposed to be. He could have left his daughter a new family. He could be deported. He could be in another country. He could be anywhere in the world except for in her life. And we call those misplaced because you're not where you belong. So when people say, oh, your dad is sorry, I mean, you don't know your dad. I'm like, no, she could have her dad's last name. Her parents could still be married and she still could have a father wound that needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You said a lot, a lot better than I said it. <laughs> but that is one of the things that I, I have spoken on. Um, because again, when I started this journey, I was speaking a lot on um, 
the fatherless daughters, you know, from my point of view. And, and um, a lot of it came from, some of it came from my own personal experience because again, how the epiphany that I had that got me started on this journey was when I realized that every <laughs> woman I've ever dated was a fatherless daughter, you know, and which is kind of crazy because I didn't come from a fatherless home. Like my dad was there. I have five sisters, uh, which actually helped me even in the writing of the core four was because it was like, okay, let me look at my example of my father fathering these four different personalities and these four different people, you know, that I call sisters. Right. And then my own journey with my daughter, who's at the time of this recording, finna be 21 in a couple oh. weeks, you know, a couple Congratulations. months. Congratulations. Happy birthday. <laughs> right. So she's all grown up. And so, um, you know, pulling from my experiences with her and then with my experiences with the, the uh, women that I dated and, really realizing some of the, the things that we bump heads on were just from that aspect of what they've never had this example. And that was one of the things that I had to take in consideration, even in my relationships, you know, it's like, okay, I can't expect her to react to me as being a uh, protector, provider, you know, all those roles that we try to play as, as men and as fathers, because she's never seen that. You know, like, and and their gen and one of the questions I always ask when I'm talking to the fatherless daughter is, "What generation of fatherless are you?" Right, and so oftentimes there's a, a statistic that says most fatherless children will have fatherless children. And so when I ask that question, it's like, "Okay, what generation are you?" And it's like, not only are you know were they fatherless, but their mothers were fathers, and then their grandmothers, you know. And if we even go back, sometimes it goes back even further than that. And so it's like, okay, I can't hold it against her that she doesn't see me in this light because it's been generations of women who have not seen a man stand up in the place that we're supposed to be inside the home as a husband, as a mate, as a father. And so, you know, that journey, we even with myself, uh, was eye-opening and had to come to terms with that, you know, um, because there are so many things that I think, and, and, and I hate to call them daddy issues. You know, that's the word that's, you know, people use, but I Fatherless daughter syndrome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me a different because I hate saying that. You know, it's like hurts hurts my teeth just to say that, right? But I was like, I don't have another way to explain it. You know, they're suffering from what I call the fatherless daughter syndrome. So fatherless in that syndrome, you have multiple reactions. You have the rage, anger, and depression. You have the sexual healing. You have the obsession with the baby. You have the the bitter one. You it's so many categories to it. Yeah. But I'm just like you. People say daddy issues. I'm like, what does that mean? What is it supposed to mean? <laughs> so I definitely say like the father's daughter syndrome because I think it's something that you can overcome. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the second book, right? So oh, that's my the baby. Of the second book. Okay, so the second book came because as a daddy's daughter, I often say it's very hard to fully heal a daddy's daughter because as they get older, they are exposed to different things that may trigger things that they thought were healed that were not healed. And as a therapist, I also know that people that look like me are not always so happy to go to therapy. So I was like, hmm, what is something that I really love that I can combine with therapy. So I said, hmm, a creative writing, writing and reflection journal for dadless daughters. So my second book is called Pain, Pen, Power, a dadless daughter writing and reflection journal. 
And inside of there, I ask therapeutic questions, but in creative writing prompts. So one of them will be, when you say your father's name using your five senses, how would you describe his name? Or what does your father's name taste like coming off your tongue? Or if your father was a ghost town, what would be in it? If God asked you to write your father a letter recommendation to get into heaven, would you write the letter recommendation? Why or why not? Those type of questions will help her explore her father wound and just how deep it is. And also give her an area of where it hurts the most. Is it forgiveness? Because if you if somebody say, would you write your dad a letter recommendation to get into heaven? And you say, no, I'm not writing that letter of recommendation. What is your reason for not writing it? If you can only ask your dad one question, what question is it? Those are kind of the things that keep them up late at night. But it gives them the foundation to go through that writing book for a year. The official book is a year. But in the back, I added 56 additional prompts that they go through per week in addition to a prayer journal. Once you finish the book or as you read in the book, it will open their eyes to see, like, do I want to go to therapy or do I really want to talk about this or how committed to healing am I? Because those questions can be very challenging. I ask about your sexuality, your relationship with God, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your mother, what generation you are, just how you perceive yourself as the Daglas daughter, your confidence. And I think it will give her the foundation to go into therapy to say, well, I've been working on, I've been working through this book. These are some of the things that keep me up or this prompt I skipped over because I, I wasn't ready to put it on paper. And as a dadless daughter, I didn't I started off going to therapy and I quit. But I was 12. I'm not don't want to talk, but I turned to paper because paper doesn't judge me. Paper's not worried about my grammatical errors. Paper doesn't know what I look like. Paper is not going to call me a statistic. Paper is not going to go home and be like, this is confidential what she told me. But I do want to talk about this person to somebody else without giving away ident identifying marks. So it's just a safe place for her to express herself. And it's easier than just having an open diary because you have something that is guiding your thinking that will, you know, explore. Because at the end of each prompt, it says, how did this prompt make you feel? What was the hardest part about doing this prompt? Because you're supposed to stick with that one prompt for an entire week. So every day, you just add a little bit more to it. And then by the time you finish the book, I they could write their own book. They literally could publish all their creative writing and take it with them. And you don't know how creative you can be when you're talking about something so traumatic that I didn't want their father to wound just to be a wound. We're going to sprinkle some glitter. We're going to line you back up with gold. We're going to stop worrying about the broken pieces and start to put them back together. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. So, so here you are now, you know, two-time, uh, two-time author, you know, uh, the, uh, CEO of this organization, where where do you want to be? First of all, where do you want uh, the Deadless Daughter Inc. to be? Uh, what is the future that you see for that? And then what is the future for you yourself? Okay, so when I talk about Deadless Daughter, I don't know if you can tell my face like lights up. Like this is my calling in life. I wouldn't take back my father trauma for anything in the world because I found my purpose in it. Mm -hmm. So for Deadless Daughter, I pray that one day I have community centers all across the country, really all across the world, where girls can come in and get father-daughter therapy. Um, they can get individual therapy, whether it be group therapy or just one-on-one, -on -one, but their group therapy will be broken down into their father wounds. So they'll take an assessment to assess their father wound, to rank which one is it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically, you have the most trauma. And then they will go in a group with women who rank the same amount as them. So you're going through this healing journey, not alone. 
But in addition to that, you can meet a therapist one-on-one and then fathers can come in and do father-daughter therapy, no matter how old you are, whether you're seven or 70 years old, you can bring your dad in and do father-daughter therapy with a licensed therapist. In addition to that, you have creative arts because anybody that knows me know I love creative writing. I love drawing. I love all of those things. So you need a positive coping skills. So in addition to that, they will be able to enter a class where it will help them translate their pain into not just words, but into artistic things that they like. And then I want to offer co-parenting classes to parents who are struggling with just co-parenting. We're like, I'm going to be a single mom. He's going to be a single dad, but that doesn't mean our child is fatherless or motherless. Mm -hmm. So we need to work on communication. So I really just want a holistic center for daddyless daughters, but I want it all across the world because people think that only black girls or brown girls are fatherless and it's not. Um, We have a lot of people in other races who have shadow dads. And I think that girls who have shadow dads kind of get it the worst because daddyless daughters will tell them you're not daddyless because your dad's in the house. And it's like, have you ever slept next to a ghost? And I just want to be able to offer that to everyone. I don't want it to just be me. I would just be behind the scenes. I really don't like being in the front of the scenes, but I know that it's calling me to the front. I just applied for my doctorate in ministry. So hopefully I get into that program because I do think this is a spiritual attack on just families in general and Once you correct that, I think everything else will flourish. But it takes for men to know who they are, for women to know who they are. And you can't do forgiveness without bringing in a higher power. So I think that daddyless daughter is more than just a therapeutic thing. It's more than just my purpose. It's a ministry. And it's it's, it's hard to say, like, you're a daddyless daughter twice over just for you. It's like, no, I know what it feels like to have a shadow dad an angel father, a revolving door one, and a misplaced one. So anytime somebody comes to me with dad traumas, like I may not have the same story, but I know what that wound feels like because I mm-hmm. still have it. And I'm not afraid to show you my battle scars. So I want a battlefield. That's what I call them. I want little battlefields across the world because we're going to end this father's daughter crisis or we're going to make it a conversation where people know we're not going for it. We don't stand for it. And I'm not just going to talk down on fathers who are absent, but I'm literally going to provide you the tools, whether it be a mentorship program, whether you need somebody to talk to about your own father trauma. Men need a safe place as well. I travel to the prisons now. I want to continue to do prison ministry. Um, I work with 300 fathers at a time in Texas prisons, and a lot of them have daughters, but a lot of them feel defeated because they miss a portion of their life that they feel is better off to continue to miss everything. So you have to unpack their wounds because everybody has a story. It doesn't mean that it's a right or wrong. It's not a justification. But I do need to get to the root of fathers because I can give coping skills all day, but I don't need men still perpetuating the trauma. So I have to figure out how to bring men into the fold. As for me, I hope that I could do daddyless daughters full time. I want to travel the world and speak. I want to continue to publish the books. I want to continue to use my story even now as a mom. What is it like being a daddyless daughter with a son? I'm about to raise somebody's husband. I'm about to raise somebody's <laughs> father, somebody's boyfriend. Like there's so much I pour into him and I'm only 26 that I'm like, yeah, God, you did. I thought I was going to get a daughter. I was like, I can get a daughter. If you have a great father-daughter relationship all of this. And I'm like, no, I have a son. He's going to be at every dad and start a conference. I want him to walk me out on stage. I want him so embedded into my ministry that he knows that when he gets older, there's certain things that I'm not going to do. And this is why 
I'm not going to do this because I seen my mom pour into women. I want a conference. I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. You know Sarah Jakes? Yeah, of course that, I do. Course that's I do. my girl. That is my home girl. Like in my heart, I think that we're best friends. She had a conference called Woman Evolve. She had 40,000 women in there. And I just envisioned myself having the similar things, not her ministry, but my ministry where I can call a conference and have 40,000 women from all over the world with father wounds come feeling broken and leave feeling fulfilled with resources, with connections, with a sister to go through life with in their healing journey. When I die, I want people to know me for daddy's daughter, for being a 12 year old girl who took something so painful and throughout her life committed to turning it around for herself and for every other girl in the world. All right. All right. And we're definitely going to be touching it and touching and agreeing for that vision. Um, I, I definitely, again, I've been following you this long and I would love to just to be able to watch that vision evolve and, and come to be. And in whatever way that I can add to it. Right. Uh, we take I, you with me. You, we you, you coming with me. Oh, well, we there. We, we, we there already. I need, I I need a male know. presence. We, you come. We're together. I, We're appreciate, together. I appreciate it because I'll tell you what, and, and this kind of behind the scenes story, but uh, even getting into it uh, with the father's daughter space, you know, and when I first started with the friends of father's daughters, I came in contact with so many different women that's in the space, you know, and had conversations. I've been on podcasts, you know, talking about the father's daughters, um, but when it came to actually coming into the space, it's like, no, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. stop at the door. You I used to be like I mean? that. I used to like, this is sacred. This is a no man territory, but I'm like, how can I help women heal? How can I get to the root of a father without going through a father? Like, yeah, I can't keep y'all on the outskirts. I just and, have and to that's what I discernment to know who to let in because some men yeah. will take it and abuse it and it will become a praying ground. So right. I think when it yeah. comes to women, and I challenge any woman who who you have had these conversations is to pray before you allow anybody, whether it be a man or a woman, to come into mm -hmm. your ministry because that's a sacred place and that's God's territory. But I've we've been in contact for three years. You're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely ready. Um, uh, and like I said, I'm definitely going to have you on the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, which is kind of will be on the flip side. We'll talk more about. Um, you know, Jason and 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 I don't remember what your biological Jamar. Was. Jamar, right? I knew it was a J, right? We're all J's. Jason, Jamar, and Jamar. <laughs> but we're definitely going to have you on the Girl Dad Discussions mm -hmm. podcast. And like I said, I definitely uh, can't wait to watch and to be involved and to see uh, how this how this um, mission and how your vision comes comes to part. Um, so again, I want to thank you for being on. I want to thank you for, for sharing your story and, and the beginning of the journey, because this is under the beginning. Um, but I want you to have the last word. I want you to leave us with a word of advice, inspiration, however you feel, you know, to express yourself, whether you want to leave a message to the dads, a message for the a message for the daughters, however you feel. So uh, I'll give you a second to think about that. So while you're thinking about that, to my listeners, man, first of all, let me say thank you guys um, for continuing to rock with the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Make sure you guys are following us on all of our podcasts. I mean, on all of our websites. Again, the DealHealFulfill.org website, as well as Deal, the number two Heal Tees, Deal to Heal Tees, which is our inspirational t-shirt line, and ebooks by ejames.com, where you can find 
uh, the ebook, the core four, which is the core four values that every daughter should receive from her father. But we didn't forget about the sons. You should all you can also find the ebook called From Males to Men, which is an ebook for young men uh, traveling that journey and to being from uh, from just being males to actually standing up and becoming men. So you can find that ebook there also, as well as others. And that's at ebooksbyejames.com. Make sure you guys are following us there. Also, I've been blessed to be a part of an organization called the Forgiveness Mission. Dot com And what we do, we have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. So whenever you're listening to this website, uh, this podcast, either one just ended or there is one coming up. So we have free virtual workshops where we talk about forgiveness. We talk about what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, even forgiveness of the world. Definitely a, uh, I feel a very vital uh, conversation that needs to be had in this day and time, and it costs you nothing but an hour or so of your time to get all the value that we provide. So again, you can go to, to forgivenessmission.com, or you could just go to Eventbrite and look up Forgiveness Workshop under uh, the Forgiveness Mission in order to find that uh, there. Also, I told you guys that I would tell you how you could win $100 from the podcast. You can win $100 from the podcast by becoming one of our super subscribers and entering our super subscriber contest. So what do you must do? You must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. After you've done those three things, you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is random and is ongoing, which means once you're in, you can always win. You don't have to never re-up. But when you do do those three things, you subscribe to those three pages, and you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730, make sure you leave your contact information also, right? Leave your name, your phone number, and your email address. We have people that's texting the word win, but then they don't leave us any information. So if you're our winner, we can't even call you back, right? So make sure you guys leave us with uh, your contact information so that we can contact you if you are our $100 winner. Again, Ms. Walker, let me say again for the last time, thank you so very much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me and us as the listeners to be a part of your journey. I want you to have the last word, so the floor is yours. Yes, I have two things I'll say, and I'll make them so quick. To my daddy's daughters, you are not alone. Your father wound is not the only father wound. As a daddy's daughter, although I may not see you, I may not know your name, I am always here. If you follow my website, if you follow my Instagram, even if you don't follow and just want to send a message, you need words of encouragement, you need anything, I am willing to pour into your cup. From one dad's daughter to another, my purpose in life is to serve you, is to make sure that you heal from your father's wounds. So I ask you to choose healing and choose forgiveness, not for anybody else, but for yourself, so that you can end the patterns in your life that you don't even know exist and release everything that has been balled up. To my fathers, you matter more than you will ever think. You are more than a child support payment. You are more than a weekend visit. You are more than just a bank account. You matter. Your character matters. Your purpose matters. Pour into your daughter. Give her words of encouragement. Love on her. And if you don't know how to, I ask that you also reach out to me. Go to therapy to unpack your own fatherless wounds so that you do not perpetuate that onto your children. 
and be as active as possible. And I love y'all. I love the fathers. I love the daughters. And I think that in due time, we will all be united as one. Amen. Amen. We can't end it no better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.